With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Everybody, we're another episode of Double Coverage uh, with the McCourty Twins. I'm Jason, as you can see on your screen. To the side of me, DMAC, my co-host. He doesn't like to be called co-host, but that's just what he is. A reminder for I don't like when you say sidekick. That's Paul. Okay. okay. A reminder for all of you guys, uh, if you want to get on this thing and be side-by-side and have a chance to ask me and Dev a question, go get the FanCred app. Once you get the FanCred app, sign up, do all of that stuff. Then you'll see on air, you'll see double coverage. Once you're on air, all you got to do is click the green fan line button. It'll put you online, give you a chance to get backstage, and give you a chance to get side-by-side with me and Dev and ask your own question. And as always, on iTunes, YouTube, Double Coverage with the McCourty Twins, you'll find our podcast. Go on there and subscribe. DMAC, how you doing? It's day 1,000 or whatever of the quarantine. Still, I'm, bat- I'm battling injury today. Um, brought a, a trampoline for the kids. Uh, didn't realize it had that many pieces to put together. So we started yesterday. Then me and my wife was finishing off, putting the springs on um, and, and hooking up one of the springs on that had a lot of tension in it. I tried to hold it so it wouldn't bend. The clip wouldn't bend. Whole thing, boom. Hand, my hand was numb for about 45 minutes uh, to an hour. Uh, freaked out a little bit. I don't like uh, anything on my hands. I don't like the numbness of it. Um, it reminds me, maybe I thought they was going to have to cut off the nub, like right there. And I was going to have to try to catch footballs and stuff like that. But um, I think I'm going to survive. My wife said I might need a tetanus shot, but I don't think so. I'm tough. Play football. So it's it's safe to say the trampoline one. Trampoline's up, though. I forgot to take a picture. I'll take a picture tomorrow. Trampoline's up. Kids jumped on it for about oh, 10 minutes. My next question, has anyone jumped on it? It being yeah. up and justify that. No, it's- no. It was, uh, it's only for 105 pounds. So um, I won't be on there. My wife won't be on there, especially right now. She's with a child. So um, <laughs> I definitely don't want her on that trampoline. That's, that's, that's a nice way of saying she don't put on a few extra pounds of baby weight, huh? I didn't say that. You said that. And I'm going to tell her you said that. That's okay. She married you, not me. I'll, we got a special guest coming up today, too. So I'm excited about that. Well, we got two special guests. One guy's a, a guy that we've known since he was a young pup. Mm-hmm. Into college. And uh, I remember when he first got there, he was just dedicated to the program at Rutgers. Um, local guy, stayed home in Jersey. Big-time recruit, linebacker when he came in. Um, always had a ton of energy. Uh, last name Legrand, so he was in our little. What did we kind of call it? It was in our like part of the locker room, yeah, like our, I guess, one fourth of the locker room. Yeah, our little cube over there at Rutgers. So uh, excited to have my man E Legrand on there. We got a question. We got a question from Josh on Facebook. Which brother is faster? I am. Um, you can Google that too. Uh, it'll say that I, I ran a faster forty than Dev. So you know. Yeah, that's just like the 40 times. But like when you actually watch us, I think it's pretty obvious who's faster. Don't you think? We got we got Ben from Connecticut coming up. 
Nadine says she's got water today. Uh, me and Deb were prepared, though. I, I had to rush to get my wine ready. I almost forgot. So been a long weekend with the kids. But we got Ben from Connecticut coming up uh, first on the fan line. Cynthia said hi. Larry said hi. What's up, Ben? How you, doing? How you doing? Doing good. Man, I ain't seen that one before. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, how you guys been doing uh, handling during this uh, quarantine? I know it's been a while now, but hopefully you guys are doing well. Yeah, man, this this actually has become the new norm. Now I'm, I'm comfortable in my, my quarantine phase. So go for walks with the kids. The weather's starting to change. So we're going bike riding. We're finding ways to social distance and still be able to get out the house. Definitely so. So, Dev, I got a question for you. Uh, Richard Seymour got inducted into the Patriots Hall of Fame. I just want to ask how you felt about that. Oh, that's awesome, man. I, I don't know uh, Richard Seymour personally. Um, but just the stories I heard of how the mountain of a man um, and how he just dominated. Like um, when I got there, I will always hear Vince talk about when he first got there and it was him, Richard Seymour, um, Tiny, um, all of these like great players um, that when you look at the three, four defense, it was like, man, you couldn't do anything with those guys up front. Um, So, you know, I think, you can tell how good Seymour was as a player um, because his legend kind of lived on, even when he was playing in Oakland. And uh, once he retired, still to this day, people in that building talk about Richard Seymour um, and the type of player he was. So unbelievable honor. Um, A lot of great players in the Patriot Hall of Fame. And, you know, it was him, Vrabel, (laughs) and Parcells. And then I was reading Vince will be up uh, eligible next year. Um, I think Wes Welker. So, um, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it'll be a log jam out there soon. There's a lot of great players. Yeah, uh, I got a question for both of you guys. Your reaction to the final two episodes uh, coming up with the last man? I'm looking. Uh, I'm look. I'm I'm looking forward to these last two episodes, but I'm also like it's bittersweet. Like these these past few weeks, man. Sunday's been a big day. Like looking forward to yeah. it, all the anticipation on social media. So now to know. Like man, this is this is it. After this, uh, we're gonna have to find something new to watch. So, uh, but I'm, I'm excited for it, man. It's been it's been awesome so far. Yeah, I, I feel exactly the same, man. Like I don't want to wrap it up, uh, but all great things must come to an end, I guess. There you go. Well, we're, Thanks, guys. Yes, Appreciate sir. It. Appreciate you, man. Mama Mac is in the comments. She says she has her wine. She is drinking on a little Camus fancy. She got the expensive stuff. Uh, I don't, I'm not drinking on Camus, but I don't even know what this is. I don't know what this is, but I was the first. Everybody here, Alex Rebenig Elementary. Okay, guess uh, up. Right? Question: uh, Besides your brother Jay, who's your favorite Patriots teammate, past or present? Um, that'd be easy for me. I've only been there two seasons. Um, got along great with everybody in the locker room, but if I had to choose one guy. Uh, he's now playing in Detroit. I have to go with Deron Harmon. Uh, we have kids that are similar ages. Our uh, wives both got along well, so that that I'm definitely gonna miss him. Uh, that was my guy. Often, me and him were in the locker room picking on Dev, so um, it's gonna be tough without do uh, keeping Dev in line. I can't name just one guy. Uh, I would say uh, Matthew Slater, um, Vince Wilfork um, are, are some of my definitely favorites on defense that I uh, kind of grew with, especially Slate. We were young captains together and leaders, and 
Um, he's helped me a lot in my career. And then Vince was a great mentor. Um, him and Mayo, uh, two of the guys that were kind of stalwarts on the defense that I got to learn from it and learn about leadership and how to be um, a good player in this league. So uh, yeah. those are some of my favorites. Elion said he just started watching Ozark's great show. Keep it going. Uh, coming up, we got Trisha uh, on the fan line uh, coming from Mass. And also Larry from Facebook said, will we sign Cam Newton? No idea. Uh, but with everything going on with Corona, it seems like it's put a, a big halt on a lot of free agent uh, acquisitions. How you doing? I'm fine. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. Enjoying our Sunday wind down. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about. Why yeah. aren't you drinking Hampton water wine, knowing it's from one of uh, Bill Belichick's favorite singers, Bon Jovi? Well, wow. Bill Belichick and Bon Jovi better send us some. <laughs> well, another thing is his son Jesse does a live feed every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday at 5 p.m. He would love to have um, people uh, come on and join him. He's okay. running. He's they looking for people wine. that way. They send us some wine, we'll be drinking. That's yeah, what I, they usually do is if they know that you are looking for it, they actually send that. it to the people that they are going to be interviewing. Okay, I have to check that out. Hampton Water Wines. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna check that out. See what that see what that's looking like. I'll have to figure out. Um, it's a, order. And can you can you do a quick one for me? Just a say hello one. to Courtney Blaze. She is a Lemonster High School math teacher, and she is also a Patriots fan, as Courtney, am I. Courtney Blaze, what's up? I uh, hope you're watching, and we appreciate you. All of the teachers out there working their butts off to get these kids to graduation and advancing. So big appreciation, man. Shout out, Courtney. Thanks, guys. No problem. Thank you. Hampton Water Wines. I hear you, J-Mac, trying to get you some free wine. Hey, you. Uh, you know, I don't, I'm, I don't discriminate. I'm drink, I'll drink it all. Yeah, um, we, we don't got no, we don't got no uh, endorsement deal here. We, we mix it up. Oh, here we go, Deb. Richard. Richard, uh, here, guys. What Catholic high school uh, is your headache? Bergen Catholic, Bosco, or Paramus? Paramus was trash when we were in high school. Paramus yeah. Catholic didn't get good until Jabril Peppers went there. Yeah. Other than that, we beat them by four touchdowns every year, and we and we used to kill them in basketball. Um, and football, I hate Bergen, and basketball, I hate Bosco. But overall, I hate all of them. <laughs> uh, you can't say it better than that. We got Matthew. Uh, coming up next on the fan line. I talked to LeGrand. He's trying to get his camera to work. So uh, we're waiting. Oklahoma. What's yeah. up, Mike? I can hear my wife yelling at my daughter in the tub. We got some new wine drinkers on here, too. We're waiting for it. We got coming up next on the fan line. We got Matthew. What's going on, guys? How's What's up, Matthew? Hey, man, I got a question for Dev. What's uh, up? Hey, so when you first came into the New England Patriots, you came in as a cornerback. Yep. I've been watching you since since that day, man. How was how was it when Bill shifted you over to safety? Um, man, I'd be lying if I said it was like great and I loved it. It was frustrating, man. It's just uh, my second year of not playing as well as I wanted to, having some ups and downs. 
Um, and then it was, I want to say, like the last game or last two games, I started playing some safety um, in passing situations. And then in the playoffs, um, playing safety, um, same thing in passing situations all the way to the Super Bowl. Um, and it felt like, you know, just getting through that year and then the next year coming back. And um, I think the first four games uh, against Baltimore wasn't my best game. But other than that, I had played well. And I remember um, Coach Flo coming to me and was like, yeah, you're going to be in my room and moving you to safety. And I was like, huh? Uh, and, you know, as a player, you're young. You know, it was like, man, I got to do this. Or I won't be on the team. Uh, but, but inside it was just frustrating because um, it feels like a demotion. Like you move positions, especially after being a starter, and they move you. It's like, dang, I blew it. Um, but then, you know, supporting my teammates, getting out there, playing as a team, as a unit in the back end. Um, I was like, man, I'm going to try to be the best safety I can be. And I played safety in college and all of that. Um, and it's honestly what I liked doing before even playing corner. So um, it was fun once I got the hang of it um, and then just try to get better and better at it. But uh, in the beginning, it was definitely frustrating. Hey, hey you came out to be one of the best free safeties now. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Trying to trying to still get better in this old age. Yeah. Um, Jay, hey, Jace, I got a question for you. What's up? Hey, whenever whenever you got that call from Bill saying you're going to come over, or uh, actually with your brother that called you. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yeah. How was, that, how was that feeling knowing you're going to be a Patriot? Uh, at first, I thought he was lying. Um, <laughs> then, uh, once he did – um, for me, uh, it was really cool to become a Patriot, but it, it was bigger than that. For me, it was just really cool uh, to be able to finally get a chance to play alongside my brother. Uh, to be honest, that could have been anywhere, uh, and I was going to be thrilled to do it. Uh, but obviously, an organization that uh, had done so much winning before I got there, um, had a great pass, obviously really good coaching staff and some great players uh, in the locker room. Uh, uh, by far, uh, the most exciting move of my career to be able to head up back closer to home in the Northeast and get a chance to play uh, in that locker room with those guys. So uh, definitely was pumped up uh, when Dev gave me that call. He was about to win. He had to be excited. All right. I got one more. Um, so what are y'all looking forward to the most coming up with the coming up season? Honestly, man, I, I think everything I put in perspective, playing. Um, I just want to be able to get back, you know, with the guys safely, um, as much as we hate training camp, like training camp will be cool. Um, and just playing, you know, whether it's the first preseason game, first regular season, whatever that first moment is of kind of knowing football back, um, I think it is what probably every player is looking forward to just because of how serious everything uh, is going on around us. Appreciate you. Thanks. Hey, we got Daniel. He said he's, he lives about 60 miles from Foxborough. He's watching with his son, Lane. Shout out them. Um, we already shout out my man, Mike, in Oklahoma. We got people – we got everywhere people watching. Do we FaceTime uh, with our coaches? Uh, now nah, we are on um, something else, but we, we don't do one-on-ones really with the coaches, but we do, uh, like uh, a lot of other teams, um, hang out on our uh, virtual meetings and where we do meetings, watch film. Uh, a lot of work being done even though we're not together. So um, – Still getting after it. For sure. Coming up next, before we get to E, he's still figuring some stuff out, but we got our man Marcus coming up next on the fan line. So get your energy ready. Get fired up. If this is your first time, 
I already saw he said he has a great question. I know he's going to be fired up. Uh, so we got my, our guy Marcus. There he goes. Here we go. Hey, is that a John Hammond? Thank you again. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Is that a John Hanna jersey? You know it. Ooh, that's it? legendary. That's legendary. Got the Hanna on. Legendary. Uh-huh. Okay, well, I got a question for you guys. Um, I know that you two both are professional athletes and training is very important, but um, during this time, it's the, the training do you do at home is so differently harder than going to camp? Nah, um, uh, this time of the year, I would definitely say it's not harder, and especially with everything going on, um, everybody around trying to find different access to different gyms. Uh, I was the training that goes on right now is preparing us uh, for training camp. So we're starting here, and we're just slowly ramping it up, ramping it up. And then by the time training camp, uh, you're ready. Yeah. Oh, the other question is for you guys. Um, you guys were all-stars in high school, all-stars in college, but did you ever dream that you two would go both Pro. You know, it's funny, man. Honestly, in high school, J Mac was an all-star. I was a I was an in-between. So um then we got to college. I was yeah. an all-star. Yeah. Yeah. J was a little in-between. Um, but I would say ever since we was young, we dreamed about being in the NFL. Um, yeah, we kept that goal no matter what. Um we just kept working, man, until we actually got yeah. Yeah, you're getting a lot of love in the comments, man. Marcus is a legend. Hey, Marcus, uh, uh, thank a lot you of love, baby. Thank you. Oh, 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 yeah. There you go. Four, five. Oh, save for the best for last, right, game There man? you go. Only one that matters. Only going to do that. Hey, hey, we we appreciate hearing from you every week, Marcus. Man, good to see Always. you. Yeah, thank you. Keep that jersey nice and clean. That's 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 great right there. Hey, I got I got a cool question before we jump uh, into the interview. Um, where was it at? Laura Laura asks parenting question. Devin, how on earth do you maintain a white couch behind me? Um, the kids are not allowed in here. That's why I have pictures up there. They can't touch them. So that's the only way to have a white couch. That is a great way of asking a question. Like, what in the world are you doing with a white couch, a white rug, and a house? With my wife will be three kids. My wife, Brian my Cooper, Nyack. So what's up? There we go, Yak Town. I like the. I just like the way that question is worded. Uh, while Ela Grant is figuring out his camera, we got Mike Reese. He's already back, so we're gonna bring out Mike Reese. Uh, obviously, for you guys that don't know, uh, works for ESPN, uh, beat reporter for the Patriots, does so much stuff uh, in that avenue, and I uh, want to give you guys a special guest. We got Mike Reese. Uh, coming up next on the fan line. There he goes. What's up, Mike? All right, Jason. Hey, Devin. I got my son Nathan with me tonight. This is our family tradition on Sunday night. We've been watching like the last six weeks of, of all the podcasts. So this is fun to be with you guys. Thank you. Mike, do you remember which kid it was that you brought to the bowling alley back in like 2011 with Kyle Arrington? I was do. I'm going to pull up the picture on my phone and I'm going to show it. It's my daughter, Talia. And <laughs> I, I, I remember she was like 
putting it on like the little ramp there. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Let's see if I can pull up the picture while we're talking. That's, when, uh, that's, when, we, were, that's when we were young bucks, my second year in the NFL. We'll start off just with your with your journey. Uh, I have read a little bit and listened to a little bit about you, but um, what made you choose sports? I know your dad was a sportscaster. Yeah. Um, did it start with just watching him, or did you always just have a love of sports? It was from him, watching him. And I always wanted to be a professional athlete, but you guys have seen me, and you you, you probably knew where that was going, right, when you laid eyes on me, right? <laughs> like, like, maybe I could have been a kicker, maybe. <laughs> No, that wasn't happening. So actually, you know, when I was like 15 years old, my dad was like, go to the local newspaper and, and maybe you can still be around sports, you know, and write about them. And that's how I started. I just started at my local newspaper before I even had my license. He would drop me off. My mother would drop me off at the newspaper. And that was like my team, you know, and yeah. we would be there Friday nights for all the high school games and Saturdays. And it was like, really cool because that was part of our community you know and I would go cover the games and all these big offensive linemen would look down on me and be like put my name in the paper <laughs> and I'd be like oh I swear to like this like I actually have like a little cachet here with these guys you know and I never stopped it, it was cool just kind of reading up and learning about you like he wasn't even you know a huge Patriots fan to start like the Patriots you know weren't what they are today so I'll ask two-part question what was your favorite team growing up that you was like, man, this is the team I want to cover? And then your early career, like you just said, high school sports, college sports. I know you covered UMass. What was the best year that you covered a team where it was like, this is like, this is why I joined this job? Yeah. So growing up, it was the Celtics in the 80s. So that was Larry Bird and Dennis Johnson, Danny Ainge, Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish. I used to be in my driveway pretending I was the Celtics against the Lakers with Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, James Worthy. Like, and I used to play games, you know, in my driveway. Um, so that was my team. And then the best, like, I guess the best season would probably be 2007 Patriots, like that undefeated season. And I always tell the story of like, when Tom was going for the record of most touchdown passes and Randy Moss was going for the record of most touchdown catches. And do you remember when they, they set the record in that it was a night game against the giants and like Tom threw it to Randy, like long pass down the right side, just missed it. Mm. And the next, like it was the same play and they got it. Mm -hmm. thinking. Like on the back of my neck was, you know, like it was like that sports. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You, you, you can't beat that. I think I'm um, back. Am I back? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you. Yep. Anybody, uh, okay, past present, is there one player that you say, um, you love the interview that you just haven't gotten a chance to interview? And it could be past or present for so that any sport. Any sport. And to be honest, like I, and talking to you guys, like we talk a lot about, like we love sports, but like it's beyond sports. Like it would probably be more like, a, like someone political or like, mm -hmm. like outside of the sports arena now, you know, um, like Obama would be someone I'd love to sit and talk to. That would be awesome. um, you and me both. 
You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I think that's it. Cause, and, and I, and that's what I love talking to you guys about. Like it's, we love sports, but it's like, there's so much beyond that too. No you doubt know, about it. no doubt about it. We had to give a commencement speech like two years after Obama did at Rutgers. And um, that was, that was a lot to live up to. We do have a, do have yeah. a quick YouTube question. Um, I think it's more of like a funny question. Mike, why do you think the yeah. players like you more than other members of the media like Scott Zolak? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, Z- right? <laughs> like, like it depends who we ask. Yeah. Right? I thought it was interesting when you said you talked about covering teams and you said, um, you know, obviously you're covering a sport and you're covering a team, but more than that, you're covering people. And that's mm-hmm. that's how you approach mm-hmm. your job. Explain kind of the different approach you have because of how you think about you're not just covering a sports team and, you know, results and all, but you're actually covering people. I think it's so important, Devin. Like, I mean, yeah, we're writing about sports and strategy, but if you're not writing about the people under the helmet, like you're you're losing the soul, you know, it is. Like Tom title game in Kinsey, when you got celebrating on the field about going to the Super Bowl together, like that was that was a lot, you know, like that was very meaningful because of what you guys have been through together, you know, or Malcolm Butler, you know, when he makes that interception, like, yeah, he made an interception to help the Patriots win the Super Bowl, but to know his story is, doesn't it mean that much more if you know what he overcame to get there, you know? So I think that, that to me, guys, is sort of like a great part of sports is the people behind it and their stories. Cause everyone, to me, everyone has a story. And I love to hear those stories. That's awesome, man. Um, I know your dad obviously was a sportscaster. Were there any other mentors when you first, you know, got in, whether it was at UMass when you were in college or when you first got to ESPN? Were were there any mentors that really helped you out a lot early in your career? So many of them. Um, I would say one of them, his name is Lenny Megliola, and he is the sports columnist at, at the newspaper in my hometown. Framingham, Massachusetts, and like he when he came to a game, guys, like you knew it was a big game, you know, and and he meant something in the community, right? Like he would write, and everyone would go pick up the newspaper. Well, what did Lenny have to say, you know? And so he was the first one where I would sit down at my computer and be like, I want to try to write Uh like Lenny, you know. And then it just goes like on and on down the line of great. my connection yeah it's kind of going in and out sometimes mr O'Connell. still there yeah we might have lost him i actually have a, a great question uh that david in the comments if we get him back on there uh he just said has been the most awkward response he's ever gotten uh from from bill uh at a presser so I think I, I think I, that that a lot of people want to know that. Um, uh, also, Mona on Facebook, miss you in Nashville, J Mac. Tighten up. Um, appreciate that. I definitely miss 
uh, everybody in Nashville. And right now, I guess it's been a little bit warmer here, but I've definitely been missing that weather. Uh, last week, that is all of the Nashville talking we will do. Unless Titan or former Titan, we don't need to mention the Titans. We do need to bring on Griff, man, the cupcake boss. We got to get him on here talking about cupcakes one point. We got Mike back. Hey, we got a, a good question for you, David, on the uh, fan line. He asked, I don't know why I can't stay on here, Navy. What is the – can you hear us? I feel like I'm letting you down, guys. Can you hear us, Mike? What do you think? Yeah, I don't think you can hear us. We'll have to get back with Mike. Um, but Mike Reese does an awesome job. Like I said, bowling event uh, Kyle had for charity. He was there. We speak at the State House. He was there. He goes to a lot of things that guys do off the field or actually writes about them. Like in his Sunday column when he writes like 10 bullet points. Like today I was reading Joe Tooney autographed cleats and sent them to someone. Like he just always mentions great things that guys do in the community and for other people. Um, and I think, like the fans said, why do players like – I think that's a part of it, you know, just the human approach of us being people um, before we're athletes. And I would say there's a lot of people um, that are beat reporters for us in New England, our locker room, um, that like and, and take interest in things we do off the field, interest in our family. Like we have actual conversations. Like we're all people in there. Um, and I've enjoyed that over my 10 years, going on 11 years in New England, is ha actually having relationships. Uh, with people, we're not best friends, um, but more than just a question and the answer every day. Not about it. Uh, Larry asks on Facebook, uh, have we been back over to the stadium? I know Dev hasn't. Uh, I had uh, off-season surgery, so I've been one of a uh, few of the guys that have been able to still be over there rehabbing and, and doing what we what we need to do uh, inside the facility. So those are the only guys that are really prohibited to be back right now is guys that are rehabbing some form of an injury from the uh, season. Um, not me. Yeah. Not me. Uh, we got Josh coming up uh, from Tampa next. Uh, we got Josh coming up on the fan line from Tampa. Sorry about that, guys. We lost Mike uh, due to his connection. Uh, we'll try to get him back on here. Um, if not, but we'll see. What's hey, happening? Guys, how are you doing? What's up, man? Josh Allen in the house. You know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I just, you know, um, just want to let you guys know that I recently took a job. Don't hate me, but uh, I'm a writer and analyst for Bucks Report down here in Tampa. Kind of get my foot in the door, do some interviews. I've had some interviews with some players on the Buccaneers and uh, just, like, getting my feet wet. I know you guys are kind of interested in the, doing the media. Um, you've done a lot of it already once you're, once you're done with your careers. But, like, do you guys have any advice or what advice have you guys been gotten or anything like that that you could share? And then um, just uh, what was it like just going up against Gronk and Brady in practice and just, you know, having a – how did they elevate your game? How did they make you better? And, you know, just wondering those questions. I'll answer the first part, Dad. You do the second part. You went against those guys for a decade. So um, I would say um, as far as advice going into it, I would say number one is just – Try to focus on being yourself. You know, obviously, uh, you're going to be writing for other people to read and other people to listen to you. So you have to listen to the things that they want. Uh, but I think when you deal with players, uh, the one thing that you can control is just being yourself, uh, being down to earth, treating those guys like human beings, whether a guy has a good game or bad game. You have a job to do when you show up there. But being genuine 
and being yourself, guys appreciate that. They understand that you have to ask the tough questions, uh, but you just have to choose kind of not who you're going to be as a writer. You know, some guys are more of the uh, sarcastic guys or the guys that they're always going to be negative and everything that comes out uh, is negative and is sarcastic and things of that such. And to be honest, that's fine. I think if that's who you are and that's how you write, be comfortable in that and go ahead and do that. But I think uh, in sports in general, um, everybody at times we can get lost in trying to become who we think people want us to be. Uh, so my first thing I would tell you, just try to be yourself as you go down that avenue. Yeah, I would uh, echo everything Jay said about that. And I would say also learn from the other people uh, that will be around you, whether it's a, a legend in, in the journalism game um, or it's just somebody that you watch and you're like, man, they're pretty good. Just try to learn from watching them. And um, I would say that's what I learned a lot from Tom, watching him prepare, seeing what he did day in and day out. Um, and then just the competitive nature of him and Grant, like – Gronk is the coolest guy off the field, on the field. But, like, once we get out there and we're strapped up and we're competing, like, he's going hard. And he's trying to make every catch. He's trying. So, like, it was always a battle just going against him. And um, there would be many times, like, he make a play and, you know, I talk to him about it or I make a play on him and he talk to me about it. Um, so just getting each other better by competing. Um, and I still say, man, it, it feels so good to be in New England. Um, and be a part of that class in 2010 um, where we have some really good players. Um, and then myself and Grant lasting, you know, for nine years uh, playing together in the organization uh, to me was really cool being a first and second round draft picks, um, first two picks in that, in that class and being able to stick in New England. So um, it'll definitely be different seeing those guys somewhere else. Um, but we made some uh, unbelievable memories, I would say. And then um, obviously playing with Tom and Gronk, you know, the guys have a lot of – you guys had a lot of high expectations. I mean, a lot of fans, because of how well you did, you know, almost demanded a Super Bowl every year. That's what they wanted to see because they got used to it. So going down to Tampa, obviously Tom's bringing those same expectations. They're getting a lot of national media and stuff like that. Like what advice would you give to the players down there, you know, to how you kind of handled and coped with it up there? Because, I mean, it is a lot. It's got to be a lot mentally and a lot, you know, obviously football is a physical game, so it's a lot physically – especially when you get that circle on your back, everyone's saying, oh, Tom down there, Tom, you know. So, I mean, Tom and the Patriots. So, it's like it, it, they've got to be coming at you with your A game and you got to expect it. So, like mentally and physically, you know, what advice would you give to them and how did you, how did it affect you guys, you know, preparing as well? Oh, their opponents, I would tell them just to lose. Lose as much as <laughs> Different conference, man. Different conference. I don't want to win a Super Bowl. I don't think it was a retire and then win a Super Bowl in Tampa and I, but in, until I'm eliminated I don't want to see them win so yeah. uh, I have zero advice for any <laughs> fans or players hey, that's good I'm and then, uh, say, I would tell to believe the hype yeah. <laughs> all the opposite <laughs> and then the, mon the money question is um, can I get an interview maybe hey, yeah uh, shoot us an email or something or DM us We'll try to make okay. Twitter or um, Facebook. Yeah, whichever. Or Twitter. Uh, uh, All right, I'll DM you guys Twitter. Yeah, yeah. whatever one. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, I appreciate you. Have All a right. great night. Not of the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> or the Jaguars. Yeah. <laughs> right. Definitely not, definitely not the Jaguars. Yeah, he's from, he's from Jersey, man. Freak yeah. after. Sure.
Rutgers missed on him, but it's all good. Appreciate you. Have a great, have a great night. You too. Reminder to you guys, get on the fan credit app. You'll see a, a green button to get in the fan line. You'll be able to get in line and get a chance to be side-by-side side with me and Dev and ask your question. Hey, Dev, I just saw in the comments, is the Patriots defense the toughest to learn? Uh, I hate to compare. I would say whenever you go to a new system, uh, it's always a, a, a learning curve. There's new terminology, uh, whether uh, for myself, whether I was learning the Titans defense from the multiple coaches we had or going to Cleveland or coming to New England. Uh, I wouldn't really compare them, but I would say all of them took a little while uh, to get over the learning curve. And I would say the older I got, the easier it was. Uh, early on in my Titans career, a new coach would come up. I was like, man, I got, by the time I left Tennessee, I had been through so many defenses that there was nothing that was going to trick me. I just had to associate new terms with the ones that they were using there. Hey, uh, we got, we got, I got a text from uh, my man, Davon, said he hopes, he hopes Josh Allen was parked because he was doing a lot of talking in the car. So uh, for the safety of the show, we might need to make sure people pull over and park. Uh, we can't be causing accidents. Yeah, we don't, uh, don't want to be liable for nothing like that. Davon, you know, he works for the federal government, so we don't want him telling on our show. That's Larry cool. said we need to get Bill Belichick on. I would tell Larry from Facebook, don't hold your breath. I don't know if that's going to happen. That may, cancel. that may cancel the podcast if Bill comes on. Is there, is there a former player that you never played with wish that you could have played with? Oh, a former player. Man, um, I would say Jerry Rice. A chance to go against him. Pat's player. Pat's player. Oh, Pat. Play. I thought just not a Pat pass Patriots player. Okay, I just heard I just heard pass. Uh Patriots player. Oh, that's easy for me. Just for the I've been around him uh, a lot, but Vince Wolford. I mean, the times I've been around him, I'm always laughing, like, just how he is as a person. I would love a chance uh, to be on the field with him and in the locker room with him every day uh, just because of, of his energy. Mine would be Lawyer Malloy. I met Lawyer after my rookie year um, and how much he was just talking to me, teaching me different things about the Patriots, telling me his story. Um, I would have loved to play with Lawyer and just – how they seemed as a unit back in the day with him and Ty Law um, and just even being at like Ty Law's induction and seeing a lot of those guys together. Um, I would have loved to play safety along with, with uh, Lawyer Malloy. Before you continue, Nadine, Jason, you're singing on Mother's Day video was magical. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, my the video magical you singing was not magical. No, no, no. My wife would say it was magical as well. So I definitely, uh, I definitely appreciate that. Uh, we got Gina uh, from Mass coming up uh, next on the fan line. And everybody's asking for Sweet Feet. We need to get Sweet Feet on here. So we're going to work on that. There we go. How you doing, Gina? Hi. How are you guys? Doing well. Um, so I, I started to ask a question last week, and I think I, ended, like, ran out of time and got cut off. Um. So I was watching on Nesson uh, a couple weeks back and they were talking about, you know, sports and, um, you know, if football was required to, you know, play without fans and that, you know, the NFL players, um, each team, you know, would have to possibly quarantine from their families um, and only be, you know, with each team. So you guys, you know, obviously would be away from your families for like five months or more. Um, so my question is, what is your um, what is your 
thoughts on that? Like, have you guys heard any talk of, um, you know, what that's going to look like? Or if you guys would even um, be ready to leave your families for five months straight? Because it's a long time. Because I know every time I see you guys and, you know, moms chime in. And I, I know I've chimed in a few times, you know, in the past with the boys and stuff like that. I have three boys. And, um, you know the moms with the babies like you guys you guys are family man you your face just like lights up you know every time we talk about kids so i know it would probably be tough for you guys to be away from your, from the kids for five months so what are your thoughts on that yeah we haven't heard anything I, like i've only heard like outside people uh suggesting that like that hasn't come up in anything team-wide or league-wide uh but if i i, I won't ever say never but if i had to sit here tonight and answer that I'll probably say absolutely not. I couldn't imagine. I just remember going from Tennessee to Cleveland and signing a short-term deal. I remember talking to my wife about whether they were going to come with me, stay in Nashville, and it was just like, nah, we're all going. Uh, I just believe in family. Like, it's so hard to be present when you're not actually present. So for me, and I know Deb probably feels the same as a father, it would be very tough uh, to be away from my wife and kids for five months and be able to really focus on football and not be able to see them and touch them. Uh, so that would be very difficult. Yeah, um, it would be hard. Like, I have a newborn coming in the end of July. And just mm-hmm. thought of, like, leaving, maybe seeing a baby born, and then not seeing a baby again until, like, five or six months. Um, mm-hmm. Anybody who has kids knows what five or six months. Like, that is – that feels like you've been gone for five years. You know, you got – you know, the Google Gagas, you got smiling and laughing, <laughs> miss all of those stages. So um, that'd be tough, man. And like Jay said, I don't want to say never uh, or I wouldn't, but um, that that would be really hard for me to sit here and tell you going into my 11th year that I want to just be away from, you know, mm-hmm. a three-year-old, two-year-old and, and newborn. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just feel like I would miss a lot of time with my kids, let alone just my wife wanting to kill me from, you know, we go date night. It's just the, the everything of being together, like Jay said, that'd be hard on our family. Yeah. That's a great question. Yeah. I, yeah, I tried to ask weeks ago, and um, my husband and I were watching it on Nesson, and that was one of the topics that came up, you know, with um, some of the – NFL players that they had to quarantine for that amount of time in order to keep their, you know, their um, their time in their yeah uh, with, with their with the NFL with each team. So yeah, yeah, we appreciate that, Jim. Thank you for stopping on in. Yeah, you're welcome. See you next week. Yeah. Yep. You know, you know what's interesting about that? Like a lot of people just in the military, like in our service uh, for our country, a lot of people do that. Um, and like, that's really tough. So I think, um, those would even be people to lean on. Like if the league did move to that and you had to do that, um, and our job is so much easier. We're playing football, you know, we're out there defending our country, um, and, and getting to know some of those guys. Um, and they even talk about how hard it is being away from their family and their loved ones, um, out there. And, and, you know, for them, it's, it's always tough for families at home and not know what's going on out there. So, um, you know, I think that puts in perspective now for us as athletes because, you know, people always compare us to service. And I'm always like, I mean, I, I teamwork and, and working together, yeah. 
but like they're in extreme pressure. Like his life or death is so different. Um, and they do that and they do it more than once a lot of times. So um, for me, just hearing that uh, really makes me want to just say we really appreciate them and appreciate their service. Uh, well, without further ado, we got our guy E. LeGram backstage. We got his camera and stuff working. Uh, so we're going to bring E right on. Uh, we got some questions for him before we let him get out of here. So uh, right before Last Dance comes on, we got we there go. Yeah, I, I can't hear you guys right now. Oh, uh, you can't hear us? Can you hear me? Yeah. We can hear you. I don't know why I can't hear you guys. All right, we got Maybe on the browser popped up with the mic. Yeah. All right, we, we got fixed. We'll Dang, who the twins on the show? Y'all came in matching shirts, man. What are you talking about? You and E, he had the same shirt on as you. I, I'm, I'm repping my guy right now, you know? Have you, know. Guys, have you guys talked to Jules uh, since the Brady decision? Yeah, we've, we've talked to Edeldahl. I mean, he's, he's like the rest of us, obviously. Um, that's his quarterback, so you hate to see him go. But as a business, man, I think for players, uh, we're all used to the nature of this thing. And at some point, you've lost uh, certain players that you've had to move on from. And obviously – I don't want to say Brady's anything like any of the other guys that might have been lost, uh, but at the same time, the process doesn't change. Uh, you have to be able to move on and, and get ready for an upcoming season. So I think Jules is doing the same, uh, just like the rest of us. Um, Larry, Larry on Facebook said, uh, "What happened with Josh and Josh and Brady? I don't think anything happened." Um, is there Jennifer asks, "Is there a pandemic disclosure in your contract?" I do not believe so. I do not believe so. Uh, what do we got here? Who is the current defensive player each of you would like to have on your roster and why? Um, I'm not a guy that wishes for other guys on our team. I feel like uh, there's so much talent within our locker room uh, that I, I really don't. I mean, if you want to say I'll answer a past player that you'd love to have in your locker room, uh, I think about you're on a defense, on a team led by – Coach Belichick, I mean, Lawrence Taylor is a guy that uh, you saw him play as a defensive back. I mean, who wouldn't want a guy like LT in front of you rushing the pass or so? If I had to choose one, I'll say uh, Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I feel like when you pick current players, I feel like it's a disrespect, kind of slapping the face to any guy on your team to basically say, I want this guy over you. So I, I, I never enjoy doing that. So uh, I agree with you, LT. Uh, was a great player. Uh, Charles Woodson's a guy I would love to play with just because how versatile he was and playing multiple positions. Um, so he's a guy that I, is awesome. I, I look to I can try to play one to like him um, and, and do different things he did out there on the field. No doubt. Uh, as we're working to get uh, E back on here and get his sound uh, going right um, for you, or do you have any, uh, Marianne asked, do you have any uh, pregame rituals? Um, not really, man. I uh, uh, listen to music. I listen to a lot of the same songs every week. Um, uh, I would say there's a – oh, there we go. We got E in there. Now I can, I can hear y'all now. You hear us? All right, we're I'll all good. What, we just had to chop through adversity for the past <laughs> 47 minutes, man. That was a, that was a 47-minute chop, man. <laughs> Oh, leave it to E to come in with the Rutgers chop. Man, that was crazy. I'm, I'm, if you if you see what was going on over here the past 47 minutes, bro. <laughs> crazy, crazy. 
we're, we're happy we got you. I mean, we see you come in. You got the Tampa Bay LeGrand jersey in the background. We're not on good terms with Tampa Bay right now, so we're not going to get into that too much, man. But we appreciate you stopping by and giving us some of your time, man. No, absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me on. It always means a lot to talk to you guys. No doubt, man. I was reading up, man. You're always busy. Uh, you just finished a virtual Zumba class. Uh, how was that, and what was that all about? Man, that's, uh, so I did a Zumba event two years ago for the foundation, something I wanted to do different because, you know, I wanted to branch out the foundation a little bit, make it let everyone know that spinal cord injuries, they don't discriminate. It can happen to anybody. So I tried it two years ago, and let me tell you, we did a raffle with it. And there's a lot of females that do Zumba, so their Super Bowl is tricky tray raffles. They go nuts, like celebrating the touchdown in the end zone when they hear their name. So this year we did a Zumba one, and it was it was awesome. We had 10 different states participate in there for the Zumba Zumba. Everyone had a good time. We did a little raffle for some hot sauce at the end, and we were able to raise funds for the foundation. So That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Happy to hear that. And then um, this year is going to mark the 10-year anniversary of your injury, correct? October 16th. Am I right in saying that? Yes, sir. Uh, I know uh, Corona and everything has slowed down, but you do a walk of 5K every year. Uh, you guys still have something planned this year coming up as well, though, right? Yeah, we're going to do it virtually this year. We, of course, we can't do it at, at the stadium and around this campus. So we're trying to get all 52 states, that's including the U.S. Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico, to participate. Someone from every state to participate in the walk. And it's going to be – we want people to just walk around either the neighborhood a track, a park, whatever is open at the time. And when they finish, we're asking people to take a picture and tag myself, Eric Ram 52 on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it is, or hashtag AWTB2020, which means a walk to believe 2020. And at the end, we're going to have DJ Yoshi have a party for us at 7 p.m. We're going to go on TV with Grand Live and, and have a whole, make it a whole day event and just make it special because it is 10 years. That's uh, awesome. What day, day is this all going down? It's going to be on June 6th. We're going to start at 10 a.m. with the opening ceremonies, and then we're asking people to participate from 10 a.m. all the way to 7 p.m. throughout the day. Just get that 5K in, whether if you run, walk, whatever you can roll through, or you can ride a bike, whatever it is. We're asking people to do a 5K that day and tag us so we can see people participating throughout the entire country and hopefully throughout the world. Uh, I'm going to sure, make sure I get the wife. She uh she got the baby whatever we could walk we could get off we get off I'll make sure Yoshi play my favorite hits too man. He's <laughs> already texted me about the playlist. I'm like, all right, I gotta think of some stuff now. <laughs> now it, like you said, it's been ten years, and every time I'm around you, man, since since we met you and you came on campus, the positivity, the energy, it just comes right off you over these ten years. Uh, what has been your motivating factor to continue to believe, continue to train and work hard and to be able to get back to where you were? Honestly, you know, these past 10 years, you know, when we were, we were at Rutgers, we were in like our own little bubble. Like we didn't know about the outside world that was going on while we were at Rutgers. After my injury, I got to see a little bit, of that, especially being in the hospitals and being in the rehab centers. You start to hear other people's stories and other people's journeys on where they came from and you kind of, you know, I started to feel bad for some of the people like a middle-aged woman who was on her, a ladder cleaning, cleaning out her gutter and falls off and breaks her back. Someone who's never worked out a day in their life and now they're in rehab, grinding away, you know, five days a week, and taking off for the weekends. They never did that before. They don't know what it's like. 
So me, I'm saying, you know, I've been an athlete. I had the athlete's mentality. I know how to grind. I know how to work. But for someone who gets this injury and doesn't have that same attitude, I want to mm -hmm. be able to find a cure for them. So one day they don't have to go through that pain and suffering if they don't have that mentality mm -hmm. that we've had to be able to attack the uh, different adversity that's thrown in your life. Man, that's crazy. Uh, I never even thought of that. Just mm -hmm. uh, you're unbelievable just to be motivated by other people, no matter what your circumstances are. Um, what's who's one person um, that you met and you were like, wow, like I'm so happy I met this person. They inspire me so much. Short conversation, long conversation. Who's someone like that that you've met? You know, honestly, this this guy by the name of Adam Telefero, he played for Penn State back mm -hmm. in 2000, 2001. And as a freshman, he was playing cornerback. He went to make a tackle versus Ohio State. And he broke his neck. And they gave him the same odds, you know, zero to 5% chance to ever walk again, never do this, never do that. And a year and a half later, he was able to lead his team back on the field. That's mm -hmm. Miami Hurricanes at Beaver Stadium versus Penn State. He came walking up into my room at Kessler, and I didn't know who he was. He came walking, had a little bit of a limp, and he introduced himself to me. And then he goes, I want to show you this DVD before I really get into my story. And it was like 10 minutes long. And it was the day that he got injured, and then it brought him back to going into that stadium and walking out. And ever since that day, I remember being up in my room. It was like December 2010. I said, you know what? That's going to be me one day. Yeah. I can't wait for that to happen. Man, that's awesome. Now, uh, what, what's the future hold for you? What are your aspirations, man? Uh, we see you. I've seen you on radio. Uh, obviously, Coach Shiano's back on the banks. We'll get into that a little bit. But everybody that we play with is back coaching. Uh, can we see either Grant on the sideline one day? What, what what you got in the cards, man? Now, you might see me doing a little something over there. We're coaching them and, uh, and the team trying to get, you know, rallying around the state, around Rutgers. We need you know, this whole tri-state area to represent Rutgers, have that block R everywhere. So being a little bit of an ambassador for them and helping them out in that regards. But other than that, you know, I try to keep my motivational speaking up. During this coronavirus time now, it's allowed me to think out the box. You know, so many of my events and what I do is with people, mm -hmm. being around people, mm -hmm. and now all that got shut down. So I'm thinking, how can I start, you know, keeping myself out there and building my brand now that I can't meet up with in, in person with people. So different platforms now using virtual technology, I'm going to have to try out. So a lot of things coming, you know, in the speaking world and maybe some of my public speaking tips I might start doing. So I'm excited about that, but we'll see. I start also working a little bit with Rutgers. There we go. How fired up are you to have Shiano back there? Yeah, you know, you know how it is, man. That, that's our guy. It, 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 it needed to happen, man. And, Everything that's been, that's gone on in the past few years, of course, I know you guys here in the locker room too. And I, everywhere you go, it's like, damn, what's going on with Rutgers? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's happening? Like, what's happening? It's just like we go through a little struggle phase. All right? we we gonna get back. We gonna get back. We gonna be all right. You know, the guy that's coached us there has you know brought us to where we wanted to be. We knew it wasn't always easy. It wasn't always fun, but it was what needed to happen for us to get to where we wanted to be. And now those guys there, those kids there are going to get that experience and they get to do it in the Big Ten with more money coming into the program, building up that whole campus and the excitement of having that Big Ten network and the, everything, the New York media right in their backyard. It's going to be fun for them. And that's why I'm more excited for those kids because they've been going through the struggle, man. Yeah. Last question for me, but uh, we see you got the Tampa Bay stuff in the background. Can you just give us uh, the background story of the LeGrand jersey back there, speaking of Chiano? Yeah, when I got 
or in 2010, you know, my draft, my draft class year would have been in 2012. You know, trying to make it to the NFL and geez, I remember when it was May, I believe like May 2nd of 2012, coach called me up and he had just took the job down in Tampa, you know, a few months earlier. And I remember just, just you know, of course, thinking about every year when that time comes around, being drafted and being in the NFL, you know, your dream coming true. And we were just, you know, just talking back and forth with each other, having a good time. And then at the end, he goes, hey, e, we want to sign you as the 90th man on the roster on the team. I'm like, what, what you mean? Like, uh, you the 90th man? Like, I, I can't even play it down. He goes, yeah, we want to sign you on, bring you on the team and get you down here, get to meet everybody and be a part of the team because we want our players to understand your story and how you go about your life. And we want them to, you know, be a reflection of you. And I was just like, you know what, coach? I can't play it down in football but right now, but I appreciate that. And, you know, this is something I'll never forget doing this because it made my dream come true, even though I never even got to line up in the three-point stands to play. And I, that's so awesome. And I still remember I got to be in the stadium today. Your number one up there uh, in the stadium and see that and be at that game. The atmosphere was awesome. I've been to your walks. Um, there's just a light around you, bro. Like, whenever you're doing something, people get to see they're inspired by you. I mean, people in the comments, uh, all caps believe, uh, such an inspiration. Um, just keep shining, man. No matter what, people see you, and they want to be like you. They want to be they want to have your mindset. Uh, so continue to just uh, spread that all throughout the world, man. It's, it's very needed, especially with what's going on right now, like you said. Uh, the more you can get your message and your thoughts out there, it'll help individuals everywhere. Bad thanks. Hey, you guys only been a big supporter of mine, whether by events, you know, setting stuff, signed memorabilia, you know, everything means a lot to me because all I do is got to make a phone call to you guys, a text message, and you guys always got my back, and that's what that family is all about. No matter where we are in our walks of life right now, just make that phone call, that text message, and I know you guys got my back, and I appreciate everything that you guys are doing for the community, for your guys' foundation, and just being good people in the world in general. So much love to you guys. I'm glad to know you. No doubt. We appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you soon for them broadcasting tips. As soon as this NFL career over, we'll be hitting you up. <laughs> I, know, I know y'all going to be on TV one day. I know you guys are going to do it. Got the personality. I know you're going to break down the game for us. We're going to get them tips from you. No doubt. And I, I mean, you know, come take my job now. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, hey, you go watch that last dance and enjoy your night, bro. We'll holler at you. I appreciate y'all, bro. Oh, you getting on tonight, man. <laughs> Broncos country. Oh, country. here he go. <laughs> you know I had to end it with that. <laughs> All right, bro. Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys. Take care. Have a good night. You too. Man, that's always awesome. We got Rutgers legends in here. Uh, I'm telling you, I was there. Like the crowd was going crazy every time he's around. Um, awesome. And if you if you never checked it out, YouTube Ian Grant ESPYS when he uh, when he got his ESPY, unbelievable, man. If you never watched that, um, trust me. I mean, you'll probably have to watch it after the last dance. But that is something you definitely want to watch. And for you guys that missed it, he said June sixth. Walk to Believe. It will obviously be virtual this year. Walk around your neighborhood, a local track if it's open. Uh, Dev and myself, we'll, we will be out there June 6th. I will have the kids with me. They will be walking their 5K, and they will understand uh, why they're walking uh, the 5K. They get to see Dad play football all the time. They get to see their uncle play, uh, and they'll all explain to them what it's all about. And uh, having a teammate like LeGrand, like I said, man, there hasn't been a day 
Um, since I've been back, since I've the times I've gone back to Rutgers and he's been there, I've never seen him down or in the dumps or anything like that. Always been uh, 100% um, positive and motivating and, and ready to attack the next day. So uh, before we get out of here and we turn on the last dance, we got one more uh, fan we're going to bring on. We got uh, Zach from Westwood. We're going to bring Zach on and that'll be our last one uh, for tonight before we go check out the last two episodes of MJ. So we got Zach coming up. All right, what's up, guys? How you guys doing? How you doing? Pretty good. So last dance, last two episodes premiering right now. Uh, what has been your guys' favorite episode so far? Mm. Um, I won't go episode. I'll just say uh, moments. I'll say um, Jordan's talk about leadership uh, was really good for me. Um, me and my wife are sitting there watching and uh, we just started talking about what my thoughts on leadership was. And then uh, getting a chance to hear Shannon Sharp's take. Um, Jordan, obviously, I think on it, he was like, if you have a problem with my leadership, it's because you probably never won anything. And then Shannon Sharp was talking about the fact that he didn't agree with Jordan's leadership and he's a three time Super Bowl champ. And I think uh, that brought up just a lot of thought about, man, what does it mean to be a leader? You know, for a lot of guys and um people like the uh, Mike Reese's of the world and different beat reporters, they're all right about leadership. And I remember being in Tennessee for so many years and you may not have a guy yelling and screaming and it'd be like, Oh, this team doesn't have leaders. And to me, there's so many people that can lead in their own given right. Uh, so just hearing Jordan speak about that for me, uh, it just brought up a lot of thoughts and I thought it was really good. My favorite moment by far, Dennis Rodman going to Vegas uh, because I think everyone was like, that's wild. Um, but to me, it just showed what, like, being on a team was all about. Like, him going to Vegas, wrong in so many ways, but it was right for that team. You know, him going, doing what he needed to do, the whole team wasn't like, man, why did Dennis get to do that? Everybody was locked in on, like, we want to win. And if we win, that's how we win. And he comes back, he's the first one in the Indian run. He's beating everybody. He's in shape. Um, and to me, that was an aspect of, like, team that I think not everyone understands and gets to see um, that a team is, is so multifaceted. Everyone has different roles, everyone has different needs. Um, and Phil Jackson, as a coach, had to meet those needs. And, you know, you look at Phil and the way he was, very kind of easygoing mentality. And Mike was just like a dog, like, just getting after people. And it's all been together so well. Um, to me, kind of showed how they're separated. Um, and I, I love seeing that. For sure, for sure, man. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Appreciate Have a good night. Hey, Enjoy you. the last dance. There we go, man. Before we get out of here, uh, our boy Chris Cuneo from Lenhurst, uh, a, a, a fellow St. Joe's alum. What's up, Chris, man? Uh, good to see you in here, man. He said, bless up, fellas. Hope you're doing well, man. Good to hear from you. Uh, as always, man, we appreciate you guys. And Richard, we'll get you next week on how to get your daughter to go to Rutgers. We get you next week. There we go. Uh, appreciate you guys, Deb. You, you, yeah, you, man. We're, yeah, yeah, we're we're closing with this, man. 2020 graduates. A lot has happened. People are starting to graduate. Please take advantage of your opportunity. Be prepared. Um, a lot of the unexpected is going on. Um, and it's tough. And, and you've had great people. You had Obama talk to you about you being a future. I saw Oprah Winfrey talking to me about you being a future. 
Uh, LeBron James put together a great thing. Um, and people keep comparing LeBron to Jordan. To me, LeBron is what we've needed in our era. He's been a guy that's been out in the community, done great things. Um, but for all you young people, um, continue to work hard, believe in your dream, and just be prepared to take advantage of whatever that next opportunity is. It might be different than what you thought it was, but it's there and it's there for the taking. Go take it. There you go. As always, Deb comes with the heat uh, to end it up and wrap up. You tell your mama, mama, we made it. Wind down the weekend for you guys. Make sure every week get that fan cred app, get a chance. Once you sign up, you'll get a chance to come side by side and ask Devin and myself a question. That green, that green button gets you in line. And then also iTunes, YouTube, double coverage with the McCordy Twins. You guys make sure you go subscribe, man. Appreciate you guys. Enjoy your night. Happy birthday, Tony. Your wife wanted a shout out. Happy birthday to Tony. There you go. Have a great night, you guys. Enjoy the last dance. And have Thanks. a great See you next week. Appreciate